Welcome to Farewell, Mr. Nice Guy. I am your host, MNG, and we are at the final episode of the Black Father Inclusivity Series. This has been one of the most invigorating, stimulating series I have done thus far. And I am so excited that I was able to do it with Black fathers that was able to come on here and speak their minds and for the young lady that we had on here that was able to come in and just say what their experiences were and some and share their knowledge with all the people so i'm very excited about this so i have three guests today that is here to go ahead and talk about this audio that we have so you already know we got jeff no chaser here you already know what he's gonna do he's gonna speak all his he's gonna speak everything on his mind he's not gonna shake nothing down he's not about to fluff it he ain't about to say anything go ahead jeff tell him what it is what it do what it do so then we got d back on the mic he came back he said you know what i don't think i did that great last time but you know what? i still got some more shit that i want to share man d tell him what it is what up man <laughs> what, what's going on today and we got another guest with us man we got b right here he came in and said you know what now i was able to go ahead and make it today so i got some shit i gotta say man b tell me what it is yeah what's going on what's going on all right man so we're gonna go ahead and jump into this audio i'm gonna go ahead and play it and then from there you know tell me what your, your mindset is and we're gonna get into it so we're gonna talk about fostering father-child relationships and in your opinion how does the quality of those relationships impact the child's overall development and their well-being in society and so when you talk about like how important is it um fathers are the ones who affirm our identity mothers are there to teach us and nurture us and i was raised by a strong black woman right mm-hmm. who you know kind of had the duality of like she was a marine so <laughs> you know the affirmation was really strong um but i still needed examples of what i needed to see an example that looked like me that tell me that i was all right that tell me that i was great and that i had great recipient and i was glad that we had a faith community and so my pastor was my god dad and so he affirmed me and he challenged me and he held me accountable and he made me work and so like my security in my identity was based upon the affirmations of the men that were in my life and so when you wonder why people are searching for identity, relevance, and belonging, it's because sometimes that father's voice is not always there. I'm gonna say something, and I just wanna put a trigger warning out there, is that most people haven't experienced the love of a man without it being inlaid with perversion. If you haven't experienced the love of a father, about to tell me more. If you haven't experienced the love of a father, and he hasn't been there to guide, direct, and lead, then generally, the only time that you are experiencing that relationally is for some leverage of control. Now, when I said perversion, I know some of you all went to straight to sexual, but I'm not just talking about sexual perversion. I'm talking about the perversion of a relationship. Anytime you have to contort your identity in order to fit somebody's expectation, that's a perversion of who you are. And so, the love of a father and that parent-child bond allows people to be affirmed in who they have been designed. I'm going to say it by God to be All right, so there we go. That is the audio for this episode. So you already know my first question is, what are your thoughts when you hear that audio? So we're going to go over here and jump over to B. B, tell me what your thoughts are, man. So I actually agree. Um, very, very agree. Um, the fact that 
having a black male role model, a father in that role in your house home, that structure, that relationship, that does create a foundation of becoming something great. If you have that father instilling things in you, that umbrella, that security, that net, that you know that this man, in my own appearance, or my own experiences, raised you, provided for you, took care of you. These are things that, as little boys, they, that's why we say that our fathers are our heroes. Them are the reasons. And even me having a young son, now and I get to experience certain moments in his life mm -hmm. where he comes to a point where he's like, well, dad, you know, what do you think about this? You know, and when he comes to me with questions and when I see things and I say, hey, you know, hey, you know, hey, think about that before you do it. Okay. You know, like the moments are why having a father is so important. You know, and so I, I agree with you. You know, I believe that, you know, having and, and not just any father, but having that black father be able to, you know, guide that child, you know, whether it's a boy or girl through the realms of life, you know, navigating certain aspects that no other race has to deal with, especially when you think about though the black on black crime that we have when you talk about the police brutality that we have you know nobody else has to have that conversation with their kids about what is going to happen what's going to happen once you get into that real world you can't drive a particular car you can't have a particular purse you can't wear a certain brand of clothes because you get labeled in a certain way that no other group gets labeled because they're deemed a little bit more successful because of either who they are, where they came from, you know, those type of statuses. So I'm gonna go ahead, we're gonna go ahead and switch it over to D. What did you think about the audio when you listen to it? So <clears throat> I'm agreeing with B here. Um, you, and just like the previous episode, check that out, y'all. You have to have that foundation. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to have that mirror basically. You have to have something to look at. You know, you can't grow up and expect a young boy to become a man and he's only raised by a mom. You know, because a little boy, you go through the potty training stage. Guess what? A mom can't show him how to pee in the toilet. You know, he she can direct him, but she can't say, look, son, this how you do it. Like, you just can't. You know, like if, let's just say you're a mechanic. All right. How does the son learn? He's looking at dad. He's looking at his father figure. He's like, oh man, you know what? I want to do that too. Like you have to be active. You, ha you have to be active because you could be a father and be there and do absolutely nothing. Right. You can. You could just come home. <clears throat> all right. Going to bed. You know, you have to be active. And like we said on the previous episode, you have to spend that time because if without the time, it means nothing. Like you're just a body in the house. You have, you're absolutely right. That quality time that you spend with that child, and we're going to go more in depth about quality time, building that initial relationship 
it's way more effective and has such a bigger impact. But I'm, I don't want to get too. I don't want to get too ahead of myself. No, I, I love this audio. I just want you to know this audio. To me, the pull from the father, then what is there besides right. the mother? And she really can't show him a boy how to do really nothing for real. You can't. So that's it, not, I took it like that. It makes it an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. To have to show from a woman's perspective, show a man, to show a boy how to be a man. Mm-hmm. It's just certain things you can't teach because you're on the receiving end mm-hmm. of that courtship. Yep. So it's kind of hard to say, like, well, I'm gonna show you how to be a man, even though you've always been on the receiving end of that courtship. Okay. Mm-hmm. You've always been on the receiving end of that treatment. He gonna be great at listening because his mama go show him how to listen. Right. He's gonna be great at treating a woman certain ways because the mother's going to show him hey you get that door for me so, you know what I'm saying so even with that do you think a woman can show him how to effectively understand his emotions oh oh I got him stuck <laughs> I got him stuck uh, so, the, the look I, on I'm his um, face <laughs> hey, I'm going yeah. I think I'm going to take that one I okay go ahead B. okay I'm I'm gonna say that no. Okay. Coming from a home with a loving mother, 24 hours mm-hmm. from adolescence, growing up, you know, 24 hours there with us. She's gonna give you that that hug, that come here, let me let me let me love you, let me love on you. You know, but that father mm-hmm. is is a different kind of love. It's a different kind. It's just it's just different. I get, I, I agree. It's just, I'm just saying, like it's it's just a different. I say it's different because a mother, yes, she's gonna show you things. She's gonna show you how to treat a woman, how a woman wants to be respected, flowers and things of that nature. But a, mm-hmm. but a man is gonna show you, hey, op- open that door for her. You protect her. Yeah. You have you have to instill them things in that child early. I, I think I think the woman still can do that, but it, it wouldn't be at a higher uh peak. Yeah, I agree with you that. You know what I'm saying? It'd be more like her telling him to do it as opposed of the it. yeah, the father showing him. He's seeing it, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Exactly. Everybody say men are visual creatures. Right. So about being a little a little boy, if he's seeing his daddy protect, hold the door open or whatever, then of course he going to grow up doing it. Yeah, cuz then it's more like okay, this is what I see, not just what I'm being told. Right. Like, you know, the kid not just thinking like Man, my mama want me to open up this door for her. I don't know why she want me to open up the door. Like, he won't really understand she, until they see it. Or she want me to carry the bags in the house. Or she want right. me to take the trash out. Like, mama, why do I have to do it? Mm-hmm. You know? And it's like, because I'm trying to train you to, to be something, but it's something that you don't do. Because she can say, well, this is what a man does. He takes the trash out. Yep. But he doesn't see that positive image of a man taking the trash out. All yep. he sees is her telling him to do everything. A chore. That's all he is. Yep, exactly. you're, you're telling me to do a chore. You're yep. telling me to do this. You're telling me to do that. Like, I'm tired of doing. Mm-hmm. Like, why am I doing? Mm-hmm. You, you see what I'm saying? All right. So here's my next. I, I know I threw a little sidewinder at y'all. Definitely Jeff was looking did. like, motherfucker. Yeah, definitely did. Like, MG, your ass always doing this shit. <laughs> All right, so here's my next question for y'all. How important 
is the father's present and building the father's presence and building the relationship and the impact it has on the trajectory of the child's life. Okay. Okay, so let me put it into perspective. Now, remember on the last podcast, the gentleman has stated that it was all these various numbers of why the father wasn't in a life, in a mm-hmm. life. You know, some high numbers of rape and suicide and murders and going to jail and runaways. There's some very high numbers. We're talking about numbers well over 80%, 80%. Yeah. Okay. So, based on what taking that information that y'all had previously heard with those high numbers how much of an impact will that father presence be in in building that relationship i think it'd be a, i think it'd be uh a great impact because one with them high numbers that they were talking uh the father will protect his son from seeing any of that okay because he'd be in the house with the father or he'd be on the basketball court with his father right. or he'd be in a some room learning something or they could be just chilling. Right. So I think it'd be a huge, a huge one because now the mother and the father is showing the kid something that he can build on. This is what a positive relationship look like. Got it. Instead yeah. of going out there being the rapist, being the robber. Now the numbers going up again because now now we got another little black boy out here robbing and raping again. All right. You know. So I think it 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 change everything if all if the fathers are in there. But once again, we got to get the government out our out our business. Okay. We do. I get, I get that from. I mm-hmm. get that. So. Even if, even if the fathers are there and, you know, we have seen where, you know, the father is there and the father is present, but yet the kid still makes the wrong decisions and end up in a wrong situation. You can't necessarily say that a two family household is the same as a one family household. Now, you can make a comparison of from a single family household, how many kids have mm-hmm. went astray. Versus a two-parent household, how many kids have went astray, and then you break it down by race, right? D, what yeah. you got to say? I can see, I can see it on your face. <laughs> Man, really, just to piggyback off of Jeff, I mean, it's like you have to keep that kid occupied. Okay. Um, like he was getting ready to hit on, like exposing the kid. So it's like if we're at home and she's just watching whatever it is on YouTube, and we're not monitoring it. She's going to pick up whatever she's watching. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, whatever vocabulary they're using. Mm-hmm. Like, now, and it's probably from YouTube, but she want to say, like, but why, uh, like, I'm like, where did this come from? Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this is not how, how, you, how you're supposed to talk. Like, just say, well, why, Dad? But you don't have to go, like, why, uh, and stuff like that. Like, stop. Like, you know, you have to monitor that kid, keep that kid occupied. You know, if you don't want them exposed to Rod Wave, don't mm-hmm. play it. Mm-hmm. I I get it. You you have to you you gotta set the way. Now I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm the type of parent that listen to rap music with my kids in a car. Me personally, my kids better not cuss in front of me. I ain't. Well, my 19 year old, he has cussed in front of me, but he's 19. He's on his way out the door anyway. So I'm like, okay. whatever. So, but my my 12 year old and my daughter, I know they cuss, 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But they don't cuss in front of me. They don't. They don't get mad and be like, "Oh, you motherfucker," because I'm gonna be like, "Damn, man, I gotta go make this claim." On this life insurance. I'm just saying, hey, that's that's what father figures are for. You gotta you gotta have that respect in the household, man. So so let me so let me ask this. And, and just talking about that, the, the father figures in the household, providing that structure, do you think that a man's structure in raising their child, whether it's boy or girl, is different in the structure that a woman is raising. Whether 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 they're single parents or okay, but matter of fact, let's take it like this. Uh, let me break it down a little bit. We're gonna take a single mother mm-hmm. and a single father. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we're gonna say what is the difference in the structure in raising those kids, whether it's boy or girl. Now, so. I see you. I already knew he was going to be ready. That's why I did that. I feel like you're talking about my life. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, so, I, yeah, I'm going to take this. Now, my own personal experiences isn't everyone's. Of course mm-hmm. not. But from what I have noticed is women is kind of like, hey, everything is okay. If you do this, it's it's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's okay. You young. It's cool. It's it's not that bad. But then, when I see that same reaction or I see that same thing that he did with her, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to check into that ass. Okay. Because you. That's not how. I, that's that's not what I'm raising. Right. And as a male, black man, we have to take accountability for raising our sons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a lot of black boys out here that's so misled and yes. so yes. ran astray. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. They dog these women out so bad. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. We all go through a phase in life. We, we all do. go through a phase. Yeah. But when at a certain point, you have to take accountability for the things that you have done in that past. And before anything, you gotta take care of your babies. You have to. It's no, no. There's no wiggle room. Mm-mm. No. There's no gray zone. No. You know, a lot of women use the the weekend dead. Yeah. Phrase. I've been that. You know, that's the weekend dead. Like you think that we won't take this child from you because you cannot emotionally take care of them, or. It's a mental thing with boys because they're young men. They're they're visual, and we are. Mm-hmm. Guys have to put our foot down. You have to put your foot down in those. It's not every day, but in those moments. Yeah. There's those moments where a mom will let it slide. Mm-hmm. Oh and, yeah. It, it ain't that big a deal. Yeah. It ain't no reason to get my blood pressure up. Mm-hmm. But a father, we look for those moments. We enjoy those moments. Mm-hmm. I don't know about enjoy, but I enjoy shit. it. <laughs> I enjoy it, man. But like, you, like to piggyback off of you, be like, and you don't know that piggybacking off over there. Because <laughs> man, it's yeah, good. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad my brother here. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, I'm original opinion. I am glad. <laughs> I mean, it, it's original opinion, but I'm glad that my brother is here. But it's like women. 
are softer sometimes when it comes to certain things by nature until they get to that point that they're fed up like okay right. you said this word three times all right now it's time to do something but like with a guy you might slight might slight let it okay. slide the first time yeah. but that second time oh nah bro like what you doing mm-hmm. but still you have as, as a black man you have to you you gotta instill what you want it's like what you want to be put out you gotta put in you gotta sow that seed mm-hmm. if you if you put in garbage into your kids that's what's gonna go come out mm-hmm. yeah and even even you know not saying just a dad like being an uncle you know what I'm saying like you you still sow that same thing into your yeah. your nephews your nieces right you know even with BJ you know I see BJ give him a hug I love you son it's not my son but I'm gonna tell him <laughs> I love you and he look at me like you're not my dad and I'm like I know but I just want him to know as a man that it's okay like the like in the audio it's okay to love mm-hmm. yeah 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 he really think you think that though for real. <laughs> <laughs> he does <laughs> I mean I, I we, we've been through a lot <laughs> exactly. it, it wasn't always hugs so I so I'll tell you this I came from you know a single I'm a single mother household and everything and I can tell you by the time where I snuck home so I can get me some ass <laughs> and my girlfriend walking down the street now her scary ass decided to run between the houses I'm like you know she's still seeing you right <laughs> but we get to the house and you know my mom was like well why are you here I was like well I forgot my wallet she believed me so <laughs> I end up going into the house like I'm just going to get my wallet and then I'm going to leave she's like alright well I'm going to work I said okay cool so she went and dropped my brothers off and then she and I'm thinking she's about to go to work and I'm thinking like nah she ain't about to go to work she gonna try to double back and see what the hell going on mm-hmm. so I'm I'm in the house trying to figure out like where the fuck we about to hide at so I was like cause I'm getting his ass today like for <laughs> sure for sure I'm getting his ass so I was like oh I got an idea let's go hide in the garage so we in the garage and she like and a girl like you think she gonna come back I said I know she coming back ain't no way in the world she think that I didn't I came home mm-hmm. at 9 o'clock to get my wallet with a girl with a girl mm-hmm. school already didn't start it mm-hmm. so I'm in a garage we just in there we dancing and super shit like that just buying time sure shit I hear door close mom pull up in the driveway running the house nobody there now if it was a man he'd have been like okay he not in the house but I know this motherfucker didn't go and get on the bus cause I would have seen his ass mm-hmm. walking to the bus stop I would have seen him. Matter of fact, let me go check the bus stop real quick. Check the bus stop. Okay, he ain't at the bus stop. Bus ain't come back that quick. Because we already know mm-hmm. if we trying to get some ass, mm-hmm. we going to do everything we need to do. Everything to in our power. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you, he would have came and checked that fucking garage. Man, he would have checked the garbage cans. Because I can tell you right now. I asked my son. I said, son, you trying to see girls over here? He like, nah, dad, because you got cameras on the house. I'm like... Oh, okay. So you're not as smart as I am. <laughs> Got it. Because let me tell you, if it was me, I just unhook, 
The Wi Fi. Disable them boys two days before. <laughs> and look, as soon as the Wi Fi go out, no alarm, no nothing. Mm-hmm. Come on in, put that bitch. Like, yeah, you know, Wi Fi had went out like twice today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> disable, disable that boy but, two days before. Bro, I'm sitting I'm thinking to myself, like, yeah, you're not as smart as I would. Like, you're not, you're, you're not actively not trying yet. to get it. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. You're, you're, I mean, you're not times actively. Just times just change. Times just change. But, it, like I said, if it was me, the Wi Fi going out. Mm-hmm. I ain't unplugging shit. Wi-Fi. See, that's technology now. We didn't have that. No, we didn't. Nah, we no, didn't we didn't. We didn't. We didn't have that. We, so we had to worry about the camera. Long. We had to worry about uh, old lady next, next door. door. Next door. <laughs> no, she has neighbors. Ain't got shit else better to do but look out the goddamn window and shit. <laughs> but what I, I what I think is, um, the difference is the mother wants to be the kid's friend first. Mm. They want to dress the kid like them. They want to walk around looking good all together. You know that, which or, is fine. Or, or just like that, I seen one article that said that they dress them up as the man that they want. That, that there you yeah. go. That's, that's, you, that's the man true. That they want. So I mean, they, they mm. that's what they do. They let them go in the house. They run around. They let them talk to them any kind of way. Oh, that girl, that's cute. He just a he just a baby right now. The little motherfucker seven. What do you mean he's a baby? He's a grown ass little boy. <laughs> you feel me? So the mother is more nurturing, but at the same time, she want to be friends with her kids. Some of them. I'm not going to say all. No, some no. of them. Right. You know what I'm saying? But the father is more. No. Get your ass up. Let's go. We remind who, you. Yeah. We are not your friend. Exactly. Who you, yeah. ta- who you think you're talking to, boy? <laughs> boy, keep on. If I get up (laughs) So so let me tell you Me and my son was on a camping trip Y'all know we went on a camping trip together Mm -hmm. This motherfucker said Shut up I said who the fuck you talking to (laughs) The the look on his face just went away like Oh I I, I thought I could do that No No. He supposed to got a jazz (laughs) Don't don't get your We out here in these uh, woods anyway boy We in the wrong place Don't get your ass ass snatched from the top of that bum bed Facts But see see, the mother would have been like Don't talk to me like that I'm going to tell your daddy when when we get back But it's already done now You didn't set this bar for him to keep going with it You know what I'm saying You crossed that line Yeah once once you cross that line it's not really no coming back. The line don't move a lot. No. Nope. <laughs> and then, then when the mother try to say something, it's already too late. Not a boy 6'5", at fucking 12, and she only 4'11". She trying to look up to him and try to intimidate him. He looking down at her like, man, get the fuck on out of here. Exactly. You know? So, yeah, that, that, that father, I don't give a fuck how tall he is. That father go have that fear in that boy. Period. Hell yeah. So without without even trying. Yeah. Without even trying. Yeah. So let me ask y'all this: Does it matter whether the father has been there in the beginning, middle, or end of the child's growth to twenty-one? Will it still have an impact? And I'm gonna jump on this first because my father was there in the beginning. He was a little bit in the middle, but in the end, I think he had the most impact on my life. And my trajectory of where I was actually going to go. Even though I have father figures that instill a lot in me up into that point, mm-hmm. I think the connection with my father from 19 and beyond gave me more self-identity and more self-awareness mm-hmm. of who I am, where a lot of my personality and everything came from. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just put me in a place where I was like, okay, I know who I am. I I 
I know I know more about myself now because I know my dad mm-hmm. than I did before I knew my dad. Right, I got you. So, so let me get y'all. Let me get y'all thoughts on that. I'm gonna jump over to D because he's been piggybacking on everybody's statements. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, based off based off of what you said, it could possibly possibly be a situational thing. Like, where are you in your life? You know what I'm saying? Because maybe with your life, you might have needed you might have needed that figure in your teen years, right? Because you probably was a rough, r- rough nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I I need this. And maybe B, he was a cool teenager, so he was probably cool with you know. Let's just say he didn't have a father in his. 13, 14, 15. You know what I'm saying? Right. He might have been okay. So it's probably situational. But I think the beginning is is that mold in the beginning. Yeah. And then even if you miss it in the middle and get it back at the end, you could kind of think like, well, dang. All right. This is what I was missing. You yeah. know, like you said, you started to figure out your personality. Okay. You know, like, dang, I'm missing this. This is where I got this from. Oh man, why why he wasn't here three years ago? Okay, I, I see some disagreement around the table. Uh, Jeff, <laughs> you got something to say? Now, now are we talking realistic or are we talking fairy tale? We talking about realistic? <laughs> oh, okay, because he just gave a whole fairy tale story, bro. Like, oh yeah, the thing you missed the middle. No, bro. It, it, look, let me tell you something. I'm I'm be a honey with you. Come on. In the beginning, I understand that's the mode, right? But you're not going to remember that, bro. From one to maybe like five, you're not really going to remember. So I say even six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Okay, now, now you starting to, you know, pick up stuff, starting to remember stuff. So he he pop in then. Okay, cool. To 21, cool. But if he's, if he's there in the beginning and he's gone in the middle and the end, you're going to resent him. You're going to hate him, and you're not going to respect him if he come back in the end. You're not at all. I'm just saying. I'm just being real. That's true. So, if you go come into my life, come into my life towards middle, going to the end, because if my mama gave birth to me and he's there, oh, this is my son, y'all. Y'all, he got 150 pictures and shit, and then poof, he gone. At the age of eight, we'll say eight, eight years old. Okay. Where the fuck he go when I need him? That's <laughs> when I need him. But at, but at, 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 that, at that point, if they're in the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, that's that level of abandonment when they leave in the middle. So so then you have that resentment and you have that that hate towards them because they left. Right. I, I understand and, and that. I, and I get that. Right. You know. So. I get, and, I, and I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So if they if they started in the beginning mm-hmm. and left in the middle, there's resentment, there's abandonment. You go hate them, period. Yeah, if, if you come back, right? It's it's it's, it's gonna be. A, I'm 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 gonna say this. It's it's not it's not gonna be abandonment because they're not gonna know that word. How, black but, people, black people ain't gonna know that word. But how, gonna, but, but how can but how can you not consider it abandonment when they left? That that is abandonment. You, a, you have you have abandoned my life. You have abandoned right. me as a child. This, my my father has. 
essentially was here for eight years yep. and left. Yep. They may not know what the word is, but the situation is abandonment. Right, the situation is, but he could be thinking that motherfucker just left. Didn't come in and say bye. He just gonna leave. I get that. I think he leave me a bag of chips. But it doesn't. But it doesn't. But it doesn't make the. It's, there is the distinction is still abandonment. Yeah, yes, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean you focus on whether they know the word or not. Like, I don't know the fuck they know the word. I, I agree with you, <laughs> the, the, but the, the, but I'm talking about in 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 the city in reality. If you go leave, you might as well leave in the beginning before you ever before you even know exactly because. Yeah. If you ask me, I don't remember a lot from when I was born to maybe about seven years old. Seven years old, I can remember. I can start remembering a lot of shit. Yeah. So if you go leave, 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 leave around that time, then I'll be like, oh, I ain't never knew my daddy anyway. Shit. Facts. So what the way? If he walk into me today and be like, hey, what's up? I'm like, what the fuck is you? I don't know you. But if he leave towards the middle, and you already got some type of establishment or some type of bond. And I get 19, you come walking up to me, it's like, what's up, son? Motherfucker, what, my name is Jeff. Don't call me son. Who the fuck is you? I'm a grown man now. And then he's gonna buck up like, oh no, but I'm your daddy. No, you the nigga that nutted in my mama. You left me eight years old, pimping. We you ain't shit to me. Facts. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you. <laughs> Situational, Jeff. I'm, I'm just saying because I'm so kind of concerned about. Well, they don't know what the word abandonment means. The situation hey. is abandonment. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying because my man over here talking about some. Well, we gonna be flower petals and everything. We gonna have to throw some, some, some pizza party with him when he come back. What? No, bro. Fuck him. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, Jeff look, just ain't got no chill. He like I agree with y'all niggas talking about it's the that truth, ain't bro. My daddy, and I ain't his son. I'm, I'm just Jeff. It's the I truth. I agree. The only reason I say I agree because you cannot expect to be in a child's life up until a certain period of age. Let's say if you you there, you hit mama and Portia, mama, you you there. And you just yeah. say, you know what, I'm gonna raise this kid, I'm gonna raise this kid. And then you say, you know what, for whatever reason, it's enough. It's enough. That child is gonna feel a certain type of weight in circumstances. But if it, there's a good enough reason, mm -hmm. my brother, listen, I'm a black man. Okay. And I love my children to death. Mm -hmm. But I owe that one baby mama. <laughs> Ho oh, ho ho ho! Let me let me talk into this mic, <laughs> my brother. It the things me myself, I had to grow stronger, like Teflon, to still pursue that relationship with my son after she has tried everything in the book to get me to run away and leave that child. Do you know we see lions jumping through fiery hoops? I might as well be out there with them. <laughs> that was my love that I had for my son because it goes full circle. That was the love that my father instilled in me. Mm -hmm. I get it. That was the love. My my dad went to war for me. I wasn't the best kid. I know I wasn't. Not at all. I know. And he went to bat for me. You know, when my mama snapped, he was like, come, come on now, Cindy. Nah, come on. Now, I know, but come on now. <laughs> and I have brothers, we all have been there where he was like, man, oh my God, you didn't kill this boy. 
But you know, like I said, I agree with Jeff, man. But if you if he come at a certain point in time after I start having my own identity of who I believe that I am now, and Fuck you him. haven't been around, nigga, if you don't go on somewhere, mm-hmm. I ain't trying to hear none of that talk. He talk, talk, talk. We I might, we might even throw blows. We I might, go we might have to throw hands if I'm, if I'm mature to. enough at that point in my life. We mm-hmm. might have to throw hands. Throw, yeah, we might have to catch a fade because I'm, you're not gonna respect them, bro. You're not gonna get You are not gonna respect them. You, you come it. back and say, son, you, I dare you call me son, man. So, so let me ask this. Who will get the most regret and the most love? And obviously, y'all already have established the man, the father is not getting no fucking love at all. Mm-mm. If a woman did the same thing and abandoned a child at the same age that Jeff was just talking about, eight years old, seven, eight years old, do you think she's going to get the same love and respect? Or is she going to get anger, hate? The hands. I I think I think for the first part, uh, it's yeah, she, it's, no, I think for the first part it's gonna be hate because they gonna be trying to figure out why she left. Why did you leave me? Why you know did you putting your hand up? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think it's gonna be the first part. It's gonna be why you leave me? Why you do this? Right. So it's gonna be That's a little be hate that. there, but by her being a woman. It's gonna be like, damn, I did want a mother. Let me see what she's talking about. But if it's a girl, a girl gonna hate her because once again, she missed some important parts of her life. The girl came on her period. Her mama wasn't there to show her what to do. Right. Her girl had her first boyfriend. Her mama wasn't there to talk to her. Right. So it's like the girl is gonna hate and probably wanna throw blows right. with the mother. And the guy's gonna hate and probably won't throw blows with the father. Facts. Go ahead, nah, sir. Nah. Raise a hand. <laughs> Situational, Jeff. No. So, like, as far as the mother, I've that's my situation. Like, I didn't meet or hear from my mom. I want to say probably, nigga, I was probably about 20. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that didn't hear from her. Yeah, that's the end of the story. <laughs> no, no. So, long ass So, like, so, 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 like, I didn't, I didn't know my mom. I knew I had a mom growing up. Like, okay, everybody got a mom, right? But I didn't know who this woman was until probably, I probably really want to say in my 20s. Okay. Early, early 20s, maybe late. 19-ish, maybe. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I know part of the reason why she wasn't around. When I did, you know, find out, it's like, okay, why now? You know, that was my initial thought. Like, why now? Like, I done went through being a teenager. I done been through homecomings, graduation, all of that stuff. Where were you then? Well, you know, in some of those situations and, you know, coming from you know Devin not having his mom for you know for that particular that same period of time mm-hmm. it's just easier when your kid is older mm-hmm. to be able to have conversations that relate versus them being younger mm-hmm. and trying to be there and and be captivating to them and and have their attention is difficult Devin mom wasn't at graduations mm-hmm. you know she's more active now in high school because she's living vicarious through him mm-hmm. because she didn't graduate. 
Mm-hmm. So for her, it's, it's more of a, a relating experience type of thing than it is a, hey, I want to be your parent type of thing. Mm-hmm. So I want to live your life because I, I, I didn't have a chance to live it. Mm-hmm. It's a hard thing to know that your son is only doing something, not for the achievement of himself, but for the achievement of somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like, just think about that. He's not doing it for the achievement of him. He's doing it for the achievement of somebody else. And he wrote that in the paper. He said it would make her so much more proud for him to go ahead and graduate because it'll be like she's walking as well. Mm-hmm. Like, do you... I just want to know, like, do you... I don't believe he's going to feel a, a sense of accomplishment because he's not accomplishing it for him. Mm-mm. He's accomplishing it for her. It's going to be more like, thank God it's over. Now that pressure is off me that she put on me to do this so Fact. she can go through the motions that she didn't go through when she was younger. So, talking about that. Quick point. Go ahead. This is what happens when mothers try to be your friend right. instead of your parent. This this type of behavior from a grown adult. Right. Mm-hmm. This is a grown adult we're speaking about. This is what happened when that parent decides, whether it's a male or a or, or woman, you know, you cannot be friends with your child. True. You can't. I don't see. There's not a drug they're made yet that's going to make it strong enough to make you deal with that kind of actions afterwards. Like, it's, it's going to be horrible because that child is going to. That's how we wonder why we see all these videos of these teenagers and mom. They cussing and twerking mm-hmm. in front of their kid and the kid twerking and backing. I seen a video the other day where this little girl was playing was music playing, little girl dancing, really quick, little black girl dancing. Twerking her little booty. The dad walks past and pops her. Boom. All of that stopped. Mm-hmm. Not not saying that, you know, the tap that he did, the little the little toddler, of course it didn't hurt or anything, but you can tell it it put a it put her in a in a it was a moment that he needed to be in. Yeah. Because the mom was right there laughing it up. So he, that father needed to be there to correct her in that moment. To let her know, this is not the woman that I want to raise. Facts. Because that's yeah. how, that little, she's a little girl now, but we know that little girls are going to grow to be these grown women. Yeah. And I refuse, my me having a daughter myself, I refuse to raise a little girl that all she know how to do is twerk, eat hot Cheetos, and be on Instagram. Facts. Doing TikTok videos. Doing TikTok Facts. videos. I refuse over my so, dead body. No. You about to say something? Yes. To piggyback. No. <laughs> no, but but really, as, as as parents in general, the presence is going to be um, the most important, the most vital. Um, so my wife was listening to a video, and it was like, kids going to school. They, I don't know what kind of school they was going to, but they was going to a school and the one girl rich. Limousine rides, getting all the name brand clothes. Yeah. And the other kids was like, oh, look at her. She's just a two, you know, a goody two shoes because she's getting dropped off to school in a limo. All right. But she didn't have that parental interaction. 
because her dad was out out of town the mom was working you know to maintain the house yeah so the daughter is like well dad you know my birthday's friday or whatever you know i hope you could be here he said yeah i'll be there birthday came he couldn't be there because he was working and the other kids they're looking like well your life is just so great because your dad sent you the credit card and you was able to go on a shopping spree and she had to tell him like yes these things are true but guess what i guess what you have that i don't i don't have my parent here to go through these moments with me so you can have everything in the world but if you don't have that interaction with your parents you don't have the foundation like this girl's gonna know that my parents weren't here for me when I needed them for graduation, for birthdays. They weren't there. Like, yes, I had the, the baddest prom dress, but who was there to see me off? The limo driver? That's yeah. not my dad. That's not my mom. Nope. You know what? That's about the most original D statement that I've heard this whole podcast you know I, you know I ain't even mad at you you know I, I respect it you know you even had a reference in there you know you know you weren't piggybacking all this time you know hey I feel it I, you know I respect it so I want to go ahead and you know start bringing this you know, full circle so my I want to give me a final opinion and just answer this so when we talk about self-identity if we think about the audio does self-identity among boys matter when the father isn't present versus when he is present? And I also want you to add in there a summary of everything that we talked about. Yeah, um, I think it do. For one, well, how can I say this without being an asshole? I mean, you are an asshole. <laughs> well, for one, if you really look at it, a young man don't know his identity until he either see an uncle, run into an uncle, or, oh, I kind of act like him, so I'm going to kind of, you know, run with this. But what his father's there, his identity is kind of already laid out. Right. All the thing he had to do is just pick it up and keep going. You know what I'm saying? Facts. So when his father's not there, he's looking at drug dealers, gang members, uh, doctors, lawyers, whatever, whoever he can gravitate to, to say, oh, I could pick this up and start rolling with this. Yeah. So I think it does matter if the father's there or not there for the identity of the young man, because he could pick the wrong identity up and be fucked for life. True. So I think the whole concept of the father being in a household is a great concept but what I really really think is a great concept is having a smart black educated ready to go ready to move protector father in there not just a motherfucker that's playing a video game with his feet kicked up drinking fucking Kahlua's yeah you feel me (laughs) (laughs) and you know doors broke windows broke fucking microwave don't work and he's still laying there if you got that type of father 
you still gonna be the same piece of shit. Facts. Because the father is uh, just laying there, ain't doing shit. Facts. So I think our community, our community needs them strong black fathers that's educated, that's willing to grind, that's willing to go to bat, that's ready to stand all ten toes down instead of just laying down. That's yeah. just me. Facts. Go ahead, D. Bring something original. Can't piggyback. <laughs> no piggyback? Nah, no piggyback. Can't be like, oh, yeah, I, I agree with Jeff. <laughs> so, yeah, I agree with Jeff. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeff hit a lot, but you have to be active and attentive. Mm-hmm. You have to be. Yeah. You 100% have to be. Because, like I said before, you can't just be basically a body in a chair. Because, right. like Jeff said, if you're sitting there playing the game and not being attentive to your kid, your kid going to see that. Like, well, you know, on Mondays, all my dad do is play the game. So when he grows up, you know what? On Mondays, I'm going to just play the game. Like, that's what we do on Mondays. Yeah. Like, you have to have you have to put some action Mm-hmm. You know, and interact, you know, yeah. like, look, we about to go outside. We're going to run around like those certain moments, you know, like my dad used to go outside and run with me because God forbid something happened to the dad. Right. Mm-hmm. And you haven't created no kind of memories, no foundation. No. None. You get up and be like, damn, I don't got no memories of my dad because that nigga ain't do nothing with me. All he did was play the game and... You know, had a forty. <laughs> <laughs> you know, video game. He drank a dark Kool Aid and, and, yeah. and, and watched and watched the Lions lose. You know that. Sorry, go Lions. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, you have to be active, man. You have to be. Yeah, facts. Go ahead, B. Well, I mean, there's no beating around the bush. You know, having a father there, man, it makes everything. It make to me. It makes or break everything. I'm not saying a woman could not do it at all. Absolutely not. Because I know some strong, beautiful black women. Facts. That has raised some of the most intelligent, driven, well-spoken people I've ever met. I have a lot of my family. And the love I have for the black woman, it's, it's apparent. We need those strong black women back again, as well as those fathers that didn't quit on their kid when you got a headache. Facts. You know, when the milk ran out, you know, that's just the truth. And most of them got, was incarcerated. True. And back to one of Jeff's first points, if we can get the government out of our goddamn business. Mm-hmm. Facts. Just here's an unpopular opinion. Tell Uncle Sam no and call your child father and say, you know what, hey, things not gonna be pretty. We're not gonna get along all the time. But being in this child life is gonna make a difference in that child. It's gonna make a difference. I agree. hundred percent. It's gonna make a difference, man. And we we as this new generation of these fathers that actually care and is willing to fight for my kid. We're not going for none of that. 
We're not going for that stuff. That's why you right. see these guys that's not on child support, these black guys that's not on child support, because the, even the mother knows. I'm not going to take that child away from him. Right. I'm not going to do that to him. He's such a good father. He may not be the best man. Right. He may not be the best spouse. Right. But as a father, let that man be a father. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Unless you see him walking around with 40s. Unless you see him walking around on bum shit. The bums? Right. Oh, all you niggas can go. Because y'all ain't doing nothing but causing no space and making traffic. Dead. Facts. But I'm gonna leave on just pulling everything together. Having that that male, that father, as a percentile, a hundred percent. Okay. I a hundred and fifty percent heat. Because that child is not gonna know himself mm. at all. He's gonna he's gonna know whatever was influencing him. Whatever that was influencing that child, that's that's gonna be the byproduct. Right. And you have to live or die with that situation you put that child in. Right. If you eating hot takis and twerking all day, maybe you shouldn't help with homework. <laughs> right. You know, but hey, you live, you learn. We just have to be accountable for our decisions that we make because we are putting our children in positions to be great or not. Damn. In facts. You know, I would just like to say thank you for y'all coming through and doing episode five. It means so much to have black fathers on here talking from their experiences and their point of view, listening to the audio. I want to thank B for coming down, coming through. I want to thank D for coming through. I want to thank Jeff. He's been on all five episodes. That has to be rough coming in here, listening to this audio and giving your testimony day in and day out. Man, I appreciate you for coming through, Jeff. No chaser. So it's time for me to go ahead and wrap it up. So I'm going to, you know, I get a little excited sometimes. So <laughs> let me go ahead and pace myself. So when we talk about self-identity and we talk about looking forward, I think every boy needs that self-identity they need to know where they came from you know if your dad was a serial killer you need to know that your dad was a serial killer if you was out your dad was out there selling drugs you need to know your dad was out there selling drugs if your dad went on here and slapped the motherfucker you need to know that your dad went on here and slapped the motherfucker you need to know these things <laughs> because your personality your persona them traits come from that person it takes two pieces of dna to make one person of dna so mm -hmm. when anytime that somebody say well that's my child that's my child bitch you ain't had that baby asexually Mm -hmm. You had that. You had that baby with two, mm -hmm. a vagina and a dick, mm -hmm. is what is where it went at. Okay, so when we talk about self identity, even girls have self identity. You just bees just talked about them sitting there twerking. So they see their mom out there twerking and doing TikTok videos. What you think they gonna do? Go out there and do TikTok videos and twerk? When you see your dad as a boy sitting there playing video games, what you think you gonna want to go do? You gonna sit there? You wanna go play video games? You see him watching cartoons? You gonna think? Oh, I wanna go watch cartoons too. My son emulates the same music that I listen to because he see me listening to it, bobbing to it. And I'm going along with the words. He like, damn, that song is cool too. My dad likes it, so why don't I like it too? It's not that he don't like it, cause he do like it because he see that I like it. So because he has my DNA in him, so he likes the same things that I like. I like skulls and skeletons and all that shit like that. Skull and bones, whatever. He likes the same goddamn thing and I ain't even introduced him to it. That's how deep that DNA and that trait runs. So when we talk about self-identity, yes, self-identity is definitely there. But if you go so far with 
through your life and never understand both sides of your parents, you are missing a part of yourself. You are missing 50% of who the fuck you are and you don't even understand the other 50. You don't understand why you have such a bad temperament. You don't understand why you got abandonment issues. You don't understand why you think the way that you think but you can't relate to your mom. You don't understand that stuff. You know, I get, a, I get along better with my dad's side of the family than my mom's side of the family. It's not that I don't give a fuck about them. I just don't think that we on the same fucking page. I think I have more shit related to my cousins on my damn dad's side than I do with my cousins on my mom's side. You couldn't put me in the same room with the motherfuckers that think that we're going to have an hour-long conversation, but I came with my cousins on my on my dad's side. <laughs> we vibe the motherfucking up. I call the motherfuckers, hey, come on, we about to go have a party. But you see, I won't even call the motherfuckers over there. What y'all want to come a party for? What y'all going to do? <laughs> Smoke weed, drink, and get into a fight out of my house. I got good shit over here. I ain't trying to break a goddamn thing. So when we want to go ahead and just summarize everything, when we all go ahead and pull it together and we look about and we look at it as having a black father in the house, it is such an impact on the trajectory of a child's life, boy or girl. It's such a trajectory. And I think, and I'm going to even go this far. I'm going to go this far. And you can tell me what I'm reaching. Now, matter of fact, you may not even want to interrupt me because I don't even know I'm going to stop because I'm on a roll. <laughs> I think that we wouldn't have the alphabet community problem that we have now if, it, if fathers were in the household. Absolutely. If fathers were in the household, it wouldn't be such this, this idea of, oh, I want to change genders and I don't understand who I am and I want to be this and I want to be that. Now you can say this for these new age parents, mother and father, husband and wife, new age parents. But if you start talking about some of them old, them, them older folks, you start talking about them people in their thirties and their forties, they late thirties and forties, they ain't having that. They not with that new generation. You don't identify until you decide that you want to identify with something when you actually understand what you want to identify with. Facts. Your identity is what you are when you come out of the womb. It's not to when you start thinking about. Well, you know what? I, I look like a girl, but I identify as a boy. Well, motherfucker, I identify as a goddamn rich man, but I ain't got it in my bank account. <laughs> I identify as a motherfucker cat, but I ain't got the fur. I identify as a motherfucker gorilla, but you don't see me patting my chest. So understanding what we identify as and who we are is a, is a different subject of saying, hey, I want to I, I, I want to be a girl, but I'm in a boy's body. If you look at it in chess, a father is such a strategic piece in a child's life and growth. Mm -hmm. It cannot be removed from the board. Even a stepfather plays a significant strategic role. 100%. Even a father figure plays a significant and strategic role. You cannot move that piece from the board because when you remove it from the board, you lose the game. Mm-hmm. You lose the game. And that's what people fail to realize. That's what these women fail to realize. That's what the government fail to realize. But the government already know the game because they all in a black family household saying we moving the strategic pieces because we already know what to do. It's about money. We're going to make sure that you cannot make the money that you need to make. And you're going to have to rely on us to get the money that you need. Mm -hmm. Amen. Boy, you preaching today. Mm -hmm. Let them you. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, as usual... I digress. <laughs> I get a little excited. 
This is MNG. This is Farewell Mental Nice Guy. Make sure you go ahead and send us a voice to leave. Make sure you follow us on TikTok. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Farewell MNG. Make sure you go ahead and hit that like button and subscribe. You can catch all our episodes. The new episodes come out every Monday. This is the Black Father Inclusivity Series, Episode 5. This is the end. I hope you join us for the next series. I'll see you on the next recording. Peace. Thanks for joining us on this unfiltered journey with Farewell Mr. Nice Guy. We hope today's conversation brought you fresh insights and a renewed embrace of authenticity. To keep the canon vibes flowing, hit the subscribe button for more thought-provoking episodes and share the podcast with your friends. As we wrap up, keep embracing your true self, navigating life's twists and making connections truly count. Until next time, remember that your journey to authenticity and growth is one to cherish.